the whole galaxy gone crazy? What kind of a uniform is this? What's going on? Where's my personal guard? Imagine the technology we can find on that ship. Ours for the taking. <laughs> All right, Spock. Whatever your game is, I'll play it. The four of you will remain here in the brig and in custody until I discover how to return you to wherever it is you belong. Hello and welcome to In Discovery We Trust, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. This week we will be discussing episode 11, The Wolf Inside. My name is Ethan and I'm joined this week and every week by... Kevin, the wolf outside. The wolf inside the sheep's clothing? Yes. Mm. I am a wolf. Crazy like a fox wolf? Yes. So... (laughs) um. So, we are in the second episode of Discovery Inside the Mirror Universe, and so much shit has been revealed. Um, And I will say, as a Trekkie, I was mostly not surprised. Uh, And I don't say... Trekker. Trekker. No, I say Trekkie. (laughs) Okay. I say Trekkie. Um, I was not surprised, but I'm not saying that as a negative. I think that, as a fan, I know the universe really well, and I feel like... It's difficult to surprise me. They can still surprise me, but I feel like I can always almost come up with an explanation for something. For some theory. So you were blindsided, you're saying? Well, I was blindsided last week when they, when the Defiant became, you know, the sort of cornerstone of this whole plot. I wasn't expecting them to do that. But um, I guess that's different because I wasn't going to theorize. That wasn't something that spawned a theory, I don't think. But... In terms of revealing who the Emperor was, what we learned out, learned about Ash Tyler, I have to say, I was not surprised. Yeah, I think that this episode confirmed a lot of the things that we kind of expected might be coming. Mm-hmm. I, I personally did not expect to see them revealed so soon, particularly the Ash situation. I was very surprised to have that start to come to a head right away. Mm. Um, but before we get into the episode and uh, all these wonderful reveals... Uh, let's remind our listeners or inform our listeners uh, where we can be reached because we like to have this be a uh, two-way conversation. In discovery, we trust at gmail.com. I still have not received anything from anybody. But the best way is if you tweet us at Disco Podcast. And some have. Uh, one person has. Twice. Also, we uh, have a Facebook group. We do. Uh... Called, I assume, In Discovery We Trust. Search for In Discovery We Trust. Search for In Discovery We Trust. I forget the full URL because I only... We have have one whole person. So far. Go start somewhere. Yeah, go start somewhere. Uh, So, but, now, having said that, uh, I think... Oh, one more thing. Yes. Uh, If you enjoy our podcast, even if you don't want to talk to us, it's really helpful if you leave us a review on whichever platform it is that you listen to us on. Gmail. Just to make me happy. Gmail? I don't think Gmail is a platform for listening to podcasts, Kevin. Yeah, but you can email me and tell me how much they love it. Oh, that's true too. That's I, I'll just take the. You're saying star like, you're rating. saying like you're saying like I yeah okay. Star rating on on iTunes. Let's or, see star rating. It's like you could leave five stars, but I want to know why. Don't just leave me five stars. Right. I don't know why. Well, actually, because you could do that and I could do that. Yes, and 
Maybe I have. I Maybe know. you wrote the first one. Um, but actually starred reviews are yeah. worth less to the algorithm that decides things than yes. ones with um, words. So. Star, star Trek reviews. Um, <laughs> so I want to immediately jump into the two questions we got via Twitter. Uh, the this these come from Mr. JD Hart. Uh, he follows us on Twitter quite a bit. Uh, we've seen a lot of interaction from him. So, Mr. Hart, if you are listening, thank you for this. Next, to listen, Mr. Hart. His first question is: I don't think we saw the Emperor ship. Do you think it will be the modified Defiant? That's right. We did not see the Emperor ship, and be and really quickly. First of all, yes, I think it is the Defiant. Okay. And the reason I think it's I think it's two things. Well, three things. I think it's obviously heading in that direction. It would make sense that it's that it's the Defiant to me. I think so too. The because if it wasn't a big deal, we probably would have seen it, seen that ship. But we only saw we didn't see it on screen. We just saw torpedoes coming out of it, bombarding the planet's surface. Right. We saw the interior. So No, we didn't see the interior. We didn't sorry. see anything. We didn't see anything. So so yes, I think it's the Defiant, and aside from and the reason I think it's the Defiant, aside from what I just said, was I went back and watched. So on Sunday, I watched In a Mirror Darkly again. Mm, I watched those just recently, also. And when do you remember when the uh, it's when they find the USS the ISS Avenger and they bring the Admiral over and they're like, oh, he's like showing them the Defiant, and he's like, oh, this is great, and you ought to get accommodation of your own, that sort of thing. And Evil Archer is like listening to the Good Archer talk to him. Remember that? And he's mm-hmm. like. He's like, oh, he's not going to do any of that. He's going to take this ship for the Emperor himself and give it to the Emperor himself mm-hmm. as a trophy. Oh, I see. So, so you think, think that ship has been the yeah. flagship for the Emperor I since that the flagship. time? But even when the episode ends, don't forget, Hoshi is the Empress. And I would assume right. that it's now her. it was her ship because she was in a position to make those demands. Right. So she could have gotten it because she was still yes. on the Annex one at that point. Correct. So makes sense. Well, th- this is the interesting thing. I this is a very good question. I I um was actually talking to another listener today at lunch at work, and mm-hmm. um I I didn't think that we were going to see the Defiant. I assumed that we would have seen it already. I just no. And since I. we saw that Burnham's going around with that blue or red floppy disk, yeah. it seemed like that's the whole that's the whole ball game. This has the the information she needs, and it's just. Uh, get that to discovery mm-hmm. um, I didn't see a place for the Defiant but this makes perfect sense that the Defiant would be uh, I think it's expected ship. I think it's expected for a, I'll be very disappointed if we don't see it yeah I mean I was thinking all these things well maybe they didn't want to build the set to only use it once and blah blah right. blah well here's the thing um, when they first showed the Defiant in its diagram last week it was modified. It didn't. It didn't look exactly like the Constitution class vessels we've seen. Exterior, before. anyway. Exterior, anyway. And co-executive producer writer Ted Sullivan on the show already confirmed via Twitter that what we see in that diagram is the modified version from the Terran Empire messing with it over the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. And that quite and that was asked as a sort of lead-in. They sort of used um, Star Trek Beyond as sort of a way to lead into that question because if you guys remember if you've seen beyond the enterprise is destroyed by its very vulnerable spots by the you know 
that swarm crashes into the neck. It's they crash into the nacelle pylons, and there were like you mm. know what looked to be phaser cannons on the nacelle pylons, and like the neck was a bit shorter. So it's almost like they were reinforcing the vulnerable yes. areas. Surprised no one had thought of that. Surprised no one had thought of that attack yeah. before. Well, I mean, it's like why aren't there any seatbelts on the bridge either, right? Yeah, I think that probably when when the so. Terrans got control of the Defiant, the first thing that they probably did was they said, "Remove these railings." I, I we don't need railings. I will say, and I was thinking about this today and yesterday. So now that the crew of Discovery know about the Defiant from their universe being in this mirror universe, yes. I mean, I guess it's just you know now it just goes full circle. But it, that just calls to question for me now in the original series when they are looking for the Defiant and they find it, you know, it's probably too early to, to call, but what does Discovery, the Discovery crew, do with that information? Right. And are they Is ever it, back yeah. in their universe to relay this information? Right. That's another so, question. We don't know. We don't know yet. So it's it's too early to speculate, but let's assume they do eventually get back home. Does Kirk know about it? Right. Be, you know, who knows? Because, and here's the other thing, I watched that episode today before I came over here and I, I watched the end of it and Scotty's line when they figure out how to get Kirk back Scotty's line was to Spock was then your fears about that phaser were correct it blasted a hole right through that crazy space fabric and only heaven knows where it sent the Defiant so they have no idea where the Defiant went mm. they don't have a clue right yeah. so but wouldn't they have instantly known if they sent it back and then yeah. the, the Discovery found it and then got out of the mirror universe with that information, put it into Starfleet, you know, records. That's assuming they did that. We don't know if they do that. They might. Right. But let's say they did. Could be classified. By that fun time travel thinking, they should have instantly known, even though they made it happen and they didn't know. Yeah. As soon as it happened, if they were informed, then they would have instantly known. Right. Ah, oh, that's cool. But don't forget. and that's <laughs> Actually, and oddly enough, in that very same episode... Chekhov does say, has there ever been a mutiny on a starship before? And Spock says, absolutely no record of such an occurrence. But we all know, Burnham, there has been a mutiny. So, right. Uh, we don't know what happens with this information. We have no idea. Right. So They may never make it out. It could be classified. Work. I mean, it could be, you could just say it's classified information. Mm -hmm. So, So do you think that we will see a scene with our Discovery characters on an original series style bridge... No, I think I think if we see that the interior of the Defiant, if they've, I, I'm going to say if they've modified the exterior, they're going to modify the interior. But I bet you there will be if we do see the interior, I bet you there will be parts of it we will, that will, that we will recognize, but it won't look completely like the. Like but do you does. think it will have this vast? I mean, let's the bridge in Discovery. Mm -hmm. The bridges are what. Uh, four times the size floor plan wise they, than than the well, original series. Well, they have to use more cameras this time. So, but yes, yes, yes. they have more cameras to use. To but do you think they will have a, a um, discovery style bridge and just the exterior will be? I mean, I think that would be silly. I mean, the Shenzhou bridge I don't think is that big. It's bigger than the. the than, it's, it's a little bit bigger, but I mean, yeah. it's just got the you know the ceiling and everything. I, I mean, maybe. I feel like, look, I have hope that if they do show it, it's, you know, I don't think it's going to look exactly as it did when we last saw it. I think it's going to be modified. But I think to your point, uh, if Ted Sullivan has already confirmed that it's been modified, 
then that tells me, you know, he understands, well, I know he understands continuity, but I think that, but I don't think he'll, I don't think they'll really, I have a feeling they won't mess with that. I feel like that's something that's sort of, that's going to be tough to to explain. Because Enterprise, so much bigger. Right. Because Enterprise just went full bore. This is, you know, it looked exactly the same. It looked so good. Right. It was just, um, and it wasn't even, I think, I think better looking somehow without changing anything. I think it will be, there will be modifications if they show it. But I think, I mean, you have to think about it. It's they've at this point, they've had that chip in the universe for over, for over a century. That's right. True. So it's an old ship. So now assuming it's the emperor's ship, it's got to be, you know, or empress's ship. It's got to be as up to date as possible. But I think that I think it will be modified if we see the interior. Interior, but I think we'll also see there will be parts of it that look really. The old look will still be will still appear in certain right. places. Here's my yeah, far like, fetched like the red railings and everything. We'll see that. Maybe yeah. no, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know I, if the Terran Empire is into um, workplace safety. <laughs> <laughs> they just make it dangerous on purpose. Um. What there's a far flung, far fetched theory, but would be really fun. Mm. Imagine this: Discovery crew gets the Defiant, takes it back to their universe, and then they realize Starfleet realizes this is the greatest ship design ever. They retrofit all their ships to look just like it, and then we get the original series look that everyone's complaining is not there. So you think they'll keep the '60s look, take it back? Yes, but that would mean the 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 exterior of it though would have to look the same. Yeah, except the exterior. I mean, I was saying last week when we weren't when it wasn't confirmed that that was the that was the mirror universe version of the Defiant. I was because everyone on the on this form I posted that was like, "Oh, this is what a Constitution looks like in the Discoveries," and I was thinking, "Well, I mean, if those are phaser cannons on the nacelle pylons and whatever, I'm like, it's it's a time of war, so the ship might be retrofitted with more you know with more armaments. So eventually, maybe they'll come off. I don't know." But yep. that's how I was kind of explaining that. But to your point, I mean, maybe. I mean, I know they did it's say... It's crazy. I, I don't know, think it would happen. It's crazy. But I know they did say at one point... they did. I know they did say early on at one point before the show premiered that they, there would be an explanation. Oh, really? As why thing... I gotta I got find... I know I read oh, that someplace. Well, but there will be an explanation. Could be one. Um, <clears throat> um, so let's see. Back to the episode. Yeah. But I think we will see the Defiant. I just... Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think... I feel that for much of this episode, for the first time in this show, I sort of felt as though it were just sort of treading water. This episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. As we were going through Burnham settling into the day-to-day of um, being in the mirror universe, being the captain of a ship, Mm -hmm. um, having to let go of her uh, ethical sense and her morals. Yeah. you know, I just sort of thought, mm, okay, okay, I get it. Let's keep it moving. And it was very slow for, I'd say, the first full 35 minutes or so. And then things kicked into gear very hard on the two fronts that we really wanted to see. But what I liked is they went down to that planet to see the Rebels. And it was, as Burnham pointed out to uh, Lorca, the Rebel species, you know, it was Klingons, Vulcans... Andorians my favorite and Tellarites now one uh, two observations first off I love that the Andorians still I mean they look a little bit more alien they've got a little bit more going on in the forehead 
mm-hmm. but they still look like they do from Enterprise. Yes, and okay. which looks very much like the original series. They've yes. changed less than any yes. other. They took a little family. bit more creative license with the Tellarites. Uh, they gave them all kinds of jewelry on the on the mouth area. There was a little bit more, yeah. you know. But that's okay. I mean, perhaps life at war has changed their culture. Life, well, I, you know, I look at it this way: the shows before this, you know, you have you have your regular species, Cardassians, Klingons. Makeup wise, they probably only have like four, three or four rubber heads, right? So they weren't allowed to show as, as much diversity. So I like to think that, you know, there are Tellarites, <laughs> like, and you know, some look different. You know, they all don't look exactly the same. I like that, but uh. But what I liked about it was, yeah, it was very... So it was the same species, the founding members of the Federation, except for the humans. The Klingons were in place of the humans, but everything else was right. Vulcans, Andorians, and Tellarites. And the Klingons were in place of the humans. So it was almost like the Resistance. It's still sort of like a symbol for good. A representation of good, even though they're not the Federation, but... Right. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, even so much a representation of good, that... Mm. Perhaps it's from being in a state of being oppressed or something, but the Klingons' nature is changing. Um, Vok even says it, that they are um, learning to put aside their warrior ways in order to cooperate. And he mentions that because uh, Tyler, we'll get into that in a second, but Tyler speaks Klingon to him and he, uh, I think he refers to it as the uh, as the ancient tongue or something like that. Like they, they, Kling- yeah, That right, Vok right, right. hasn't spoken Klingon in quite some time. Right. Yeah. And... and, and well, we'll talk about Tyler yeah. in a moment. Um, but Burnham wants to use this encounter as a, of negotiating with the Klingons as a way to maybe to get an insight into what they're like and poten- <laughs> and potentially use it back home with the Klingons with the Klingons back home. Right. It, yeah. it, strange. I yeah. don't, I, so here's something. I think that Michael Burnham is. So Burnham's behavior throughout this episode, yep. I'm surprised at how obviously dangerous and ill-advised and against the plan it has been. Mm-hmm. She is putting herself at such risk. She yep. is blatantly and obviously unwilling to act the part of a mere universe um, <laughs> captain. It's surprising um, that she doesn't seem to think this is a problem and needs Lorca to tell her that it's a problem. I'm really curious because we don't know what the Burnham in that mirror universe was like. And I'm curious how different her portrayal of that character. I mean, the crew is obviously not going to say, you know, it has not said anything because they're just like, it's our captain. I mean, even though maybe command doesn't mean anything to them. But I'd be curious, like, how much of a departure this Burnham is from the one before. Right. I'm sure to them... Yeah. To be a captain in the Terran Empire, you probably have to be cold-blooded and murderous. I mean, she mu- fears what keeps she them mu- in line. Well, she must be doing a good job because, as we've seen in the past, lower-ranking officers have no fear of going after their captain and, ta- and taking them out if they have to. Well, they may be feeling it out for a little bit. Maybe. Because I- I'm sure some people are thinking. Because she yeah. and she has these very lame excuses for right. each time. Yeah. Um. I will. I well. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bomb and destroy them because I am more badass and I'm going to capture them. It would be interesting to see how, in her negotiation with Vok down on the surface, 
does that help things at home in the prime timeline in in talking with the Klingons? I mean, does that help maybe give her an insight to the Klingons and potentially bring an end, or at least a a, uh, a stalemate or something to this war? I mean, I know because I feel like they're at a hot war right now, and all throughout the original and even the movies, they were sort of at a cold war because it was the Cold War allegory. But I'm wondering if this is sort of what she learns she's able to kind of use as a way to kind of bring the war at home to a close, as it were. Because don't forget, in the beginning, Lorca did say, you started this war, which one helped me end it? Right. So I'm wondering if what she learns over there does play a factor. I think the writers would have to do something completely unexpected and surprising mm. to make that work for me. Because yeah. my thought immediately is, these Klingons yeah. are not the Klingons that are in the main prime universe yeah those klingons are warriors they're dominant um even though they are um at war maybe don't feel dominant they are certainly you know in their own part of space they are dominant and these klingons are scattered they're oppressed they're on the run they've had to team up with other species which is very much against the Klingon. i don't think anything she learns from these after a century of, of be being on the run is i don't think it's gonna help her in the least bit personally hmm. okay i mean i'm willing to feel that out and see but, I, well, yeah but yeah. like i said the writers could do something incredible that and that i don't not uh, expect i i will say before we get into the title thing as a viewer i got nervous because as soon as uh the prophet made his appearance or sarik as it was in full goatee fashion it's that was fun he did a mind meld with her and i got as a as a somebody watching i got scared because he's mind melding and he's gonna find out everything find out oh this is not and he did but he didn't say anything right well is he well he found out there was something off he did he said he said uh i see another world i think i think but but it's like what does that mean i I don't think that they because i wonder how much if they're even aware that there's another but if anything that would benefit her i think that experience because their thought is she's here to murder us yeah and if they mind meld with her and see that she's actually from this peaceful place yeah well maybe the klingons wouldn't think that but he's uh i mean it did help with the klingon not killing her because sarek because sarek is very well trusted and sarek said no yes right which this also so i talked a little bit about the mirror universe logic Mm. Uh, and it's interesting that, um, you know, again, the mirror universe is whatever the writers want it to be because Sarek right. is not the opposite of Sarek. Even though he has a goatee, he's not evil. No, Sarek. he's not evil. He isn't evil. No. But he, but he mind melded like Spock did with McCoy. I mean, it was kind of a right. But he's yeah. not evil. He's not evil. And the Klingons aren't super friendly, and you know, right. So right. it's you know, it's not a direct opposite. We didn't in, in Mirror Mirror. We didn't see anything beyond. The Enterprise, so we have no idea. Right. Yeah. They right. could still be at war at that time. We don't know. Right. And yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that that's how the mirror universe works. It's just, I guess I always had the assumption, well, everything's opposite. Right. And it's not actually that simple. But that leads us into the uh, big reveal. Yes, the big reveal. which I, So, happened extremely quickly. Extremely quickly. I mean, and as escalated soon as, very fast. Well, as soon as Vok appeared and I knew Tyler was there, I was like, "Oh boy, oh man, here right. we go." But I did not expect a full trans, no. seemingly irreversible transformation. No. And then we find out that I think, to nobody's surprise, that yes, it is the same person. Yes, but of some sort. I mean, I'm still kind of like, 
The question is, is Ash, so we know, here's the first thing to establish. We know Ash Tyler is a real person because there were right. Starfleet records of him. Mm-hmm. His picture looked the same. I'm sure they have bio signs that seem the same fingerprints or whatever yeah. the advanced fingerprint is. Um, so he's a real person. His original body must have been used in some way. And I think his personality is in there in some way. It's it's very interesting because it's it's a form of... I can't recall Klingons ever doing going to that extreme. I mean, it could be it could be a precursor to Darwin in Trouble with Triples because don't forget, by the time that episode comes along, the Klingons look human. So it's easy for a Klingon to masquerade as a human. Arn Darwin was a full on Klingon. Right. Even though he looked human. In this case, they took a human subject, or at least we're led to believe, and they basically implanted a personality onto it right but as we discussed so why did it's they almost have like to an cut, early version of that why did they have to cut his bones why did they have to shorten his femur so there's I, more going on here know. i just don't i don't know what. it's it's very very odd it's very strange it is very strange yeah um so i really liked the fact that it was he just heard a certain line of klingon and just like he was you know programmed to when he heard this certain prayer to switch over yeah but this time it took Whereas it did not quite take as much from. Um, so you think he's asleep? he's basically been activated now. I think so. Just like um... see, and that's why I think last week Saru's threat gang lead went up because he came onto the bridge and he he had just been activated. Right, but he he was still Ash though. Right, but he but that was the beginning of. That's true. That is within true. the context of the show, that wasn't that long ago. That was probably like a couple hours ago. That's true. So maybe so, it just took a little bit more. Yeah. Or in fact that it's actually him there. Now the other interesting thing was that for him to be activated at this moment hmm. in the mirror universe with his counterpart being, you know, working with Vulcans and whatnot, that he just completely lost it. Well and, and we started ha- attacking himself. And what did he say? Um to to be not fully to like deny the Klingon ways is like yeah. So, but anyway, he saw himself working, not acting Klingon enough, and decided right. he had to attack himself. Which I'm assuming he doesn't fully know what's going on, given that he just probably popped back into consciousness. Right. Doesn't know he's in a mirror universe. Probably only knows. Well, Laurel doesn't know what's either. Going on. We haven't seen Laurel. Have we seen her this season? Laurel? Oh, we saw her the first episode. Yes, last... she was with the activating. Yes. She was on Doom. Right. So we saw we her haven't la- seen her in the Mirror Universe have- at all. I don't think. So last week? No, that's not true. We did. Last week was it? It would have had to have been last so week. So we haven't seen her, like, right. know. So it's like, does, yeah, sh- does she know? So it's like. I imagine they wouldn't tell the prisoner. Is she activating him? Does she just think they're still home? Is she activating him for a reason? I think right. the reason probably is yeah. whatever her plan was, which is right. to take over the ship, to get revenge on Burnham. I mean, that's one of the things. And that kicks in, too, his revenge right. on Burnham, because she starts um, he start, he starts saying how she killed mm. Tukuvma, right? which seems that that is his mission, so to speak, is to take her up. Now, here's something interesting, I think. This is a good character point. So earlier in the episode, Michael and Tyler have that conversation. You're, you are my tether. Yep. You keep, you know, whenever these bad things are happening, you know, you keep me mm. grounded and, and here, right? And then Michael says she needs a tether too. Now, Michael needs a tether because she is slipping into, or at least she says she's slipping into the amoral, um, 
mirror universe attitude, but I don't see it because she's not really giving into any of that. Um, no, and, and not, you know, she's saying things like, I'm alone here, she's got to talk to Tilly, and she's talking to Tilly, she clearly doesn't like where she is. Right, and right. she's afraid she's going to turn to her evil But side. that's probably what it is. I think she's just afraid. Yes. Now, Ash... And internally, she's battling the temptations. That scene clearly was dropping us a line. No. I'm dropping us a little clearly, clearly a line. Uh, dropping us a hint that it may seem like the Ash we've come to know is gone... But we've already had it established that there's a tether. What does a tether do? If you're, you know, in space and you're drifting away from your spacecraft, the tether is what pulls you back. Right. If you are... um, Well, he becomes a tether later on when the Discovery beams him up in a way. He's a tether for those those computer files. Right. Well, he may be a tether... uh, Rather, Burnham, his relationship with Burnham may be the tether to the Tyler personality that's still in there. So she may be able to pull him out very much like the Doctor... Or, um, oh, shoot. Okay. So, remember, Tilly thought that she could be a tether for yeah. Stamets by yes, talking to I, him. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I was having the same thought. So, it's the same thing. She thought, well, maybe if I could tell him something that he mm. remembers, he could come out of it. And Burnham could potentially be that for Tyler. So, I think there's still hope, even though he did seem so far gone into it. It could, seemed like full. Could, could, I mean, this is getting too much into the Vulcan side of things, but whether it's in the Mirror Universe or when they get home eventually, could Sarek play some kind of a role in that with a mind meld? Like, you know, you know, don't forget he had Spock, McCoy had Spock's Katra inside of him. I mean, now granted, he's not a, you know, uh, Tyler's not a, not a Vulcan. Right. But. But Sarek could mind meld and try Sarek, to see if, if Tyler's so, in there. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. We don't really know. And the thing is, the mind, a mind meld or a bridging of minds—it's I've you know they, I've seen both. There's not really—I don't feel like there are really any rules. It's sort of like you can just almost do whatever you want with it. It's whatever the plot needs a mind meld to do, and right? Can just figure reason, it out. Yes. Yeah. And I think that would make a lot of sense if they want to know if Tyler's still in there. The right. best bet would be to convince Sarek to. Well, that's a good jumping play. point into the next question we got on Twitter from again JD. He asks, were you disappointed in how thoroughly the Vok personality displaced the Ash Tyler personality? Well, he think... says, I'd like to see Ash reemerge and have to deal with the consequences. I think it would make for some compelling drama. I, think I agree. Th- um, I, so, I don't think, it wasn't a hu- I don't think it was a huge leap that, Ty- that Tyler was, or Vosk were the same, or Vok, excuse me were the same person. I just thought it was going to be more along the lines of Trouble with Tribbles. It turns out he was just surgically altered, but he was... Well, even... But granted, we still don't know the full effects because, as you mentioned, the bones were shortened or whatever the fuck it was. But, like... And that that was odd, but I thought it was going to be a little bit more transparent, like... Mm, with he Darwin was just a double agent. He yeah. was just undercover and waiting till the right moment And see, strike. and the reason I thought that as well, is because even back then, the Klingons were always the allegory for the Soviet Union, and, you know, you had Soviet spies coming to the U.S. and vice versa, so it seemed like, even though, you know, long past those days, to have a secret agent on the other side just seemed like it would, just seemed to bring back the Cold War mentality in right. me that was like, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas the situation that we've got here is more akin to think Bucky, like the, think Bucky like the, and the Winter Soldier. Where, I was actually, thinking, it's just like that. So he yeah. hears the Russian words, and then he becomes this killing machine. Yeah, I was thinking of it along the side of, oh, it's the Star Trek version of the Americans. That showed the Americans. Well, right. well the Americans, yeah. though, they knew they were spies. True. 
That's actually yeah, actually you're right. Bucky so, didn't know. Well, he maybe he knew, but he didn't. He wasn't until he wasn't consciously aware. Yeah, they were activated. Um, so I think that we sort of answered that question, but I think yeah. it will be great because this could be where their relationship will pay off. The fact that Michael and Tyler have this relationship, but and they make, become close. That is what could be the link. But it makes me wonder now in the mirror universe. So where is where is the Ash Tyler of the of the mirror universe? That's a good point. They didn't. That's the only one they didn't check, did they? Yeah. Probably for a reason, I guess. Because the other one. Well, I'm sure they would, they withheld it. Oh. You know, strictly for that, but um, he could be on the Discovery. Who knows? Right. He could be on the Defiant. Who knows? I still think we're going to see the Mirror Discovery at some point. I th- I, I'm just envisioning there being some teaser, and we think it's our Discovery, and it's not our Discovery. Yeah, because we were talking like an after track. Do you watch the you watch the after show, right? After track. I tried one. So I think. <laughs> okay, you tried one. Yeah. They were and I like this. They were talking about it on. They were talking about it on after track where uh, the host Matt Mirror was like, I think he had asked him. He goes, "Are we? What's going on with the other discovery? Because they switch places." And I forget what they said, but he's like, you know, they go over there. They may not realize where they are, but. There's a war going on, and they may just think, "Hey, what the hell? You know, there's a war going on. Let's let's <laughs> let's." Uh, I mean, because as far as they're concerned, the Klingons are still the, the Klingons still are still the enemy. Klingons. Yeah, they yeah. may not even realize. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. You can see the people would be saying, "Wow, Lorca got pretty aggressive since last time. This is great. He's really kicking ass." So yeah, I mean, I I I don't think it was a. I think a lot of evidence pointed to Ash Tyler being uh, the being Vok, but. It was, again, I thought he was Valk, but surgically altered. And they're clearly two different people, but we still don't really have the full story just yet. No, it's just going to be interesting to see how it yeah. how it plays out. Can't wait. Um, then we have another big reveal. The Emperor. The Emperor. Now, interesting that in only 100 years, hmm. this the Terran Empire has decided that they will no longer genderize their nouns yeah because we had empress hoshi sato yep about 100 years ago and right. now we have emperor philip so, giorgio the leading theory i'm seeing online is are they related because they're both asian i'm like you know <laughs> oh boy what what i mean look i don't even whatever if they are awesome <laughs> that'd be fantastic if they were but right and I'm maybe like, are we really gonna do this maybe emperors are hereditary in it's like that crazy theory somebody postulated forgive me for going off targeting saying that michael burnham was in the voyage home oh i haven't heard this one yeah or it's like um when when people first saw the first trailer for um the force awakens and saw mm-hmm. finn yeah, like, I remember oh, it must be lando's kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i never heard that one yeah <laughs> wow wow yeah well okay. i guess that's what happens when your franchise doesn't have well, many people of color well, look here's the thing i don't think i don't think anything is meant by it i just think people are trying to look for connections basically i don't yeah. think it's i don't think you know i mean i certainly i'm just like oh great if not but no big deal but i think people right but here's, I, here's, here's the thing on that the more you connect things like that the smaller the universe seems right and this has been sort of well i mean it depends what you ask it's been expanding it somewhat but it's also been too small for some people I mean, here's here's the thing. If she's related to Hoshi, great. Even if she says, you know, my my great great great, no, I don't know how many greats it would be at that point. Right. The uh, you know, Empress Hoshi Sato from 
you know, right. the first empress with this vessel or something. Or like they that. could even just, even if they just said my predecessor. My predecessor, yeah. Well, I'd like to see her mentioned. Uh, well, and I'm yes. So when they finally uncover the files for the Defiant, I want them to sort of name drop people. They may say it, it, you know, the ship came over here, and then this person, like, you know, Captain Archer, and you know, they will name drop some some crew members from Enterprise, which I'm which I'm hoping for. Right, that would yeah. be very nice. But uh, we didn't get much of Giorgio. We didn't. I, and I was thinking before before they revealed the uh, Emperor of who else it could be. And I thought to myself, what if it was Cornwall? Admiral uh, Cornwall. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Giorgio. Giorgio to me just seemed like the most appropriate. Absolutely, because one. now Burnham, who was not handling the situation very well. No. Has it's going to test her emotionally, You're right? Big uh, time. And, and you know, given what we've seen so far, she's not going to be able to handle it. No, she's not. She can't even handle talking to the the Fuck, Saru. I'm I couldn't even handle it. She can't handle talking to Saru. Yeah. How's she gonna? You know, she's she's just gonna like run up and hug her and be like, "I love you so much," mm. and get her head chopped off. This is what I expect. Um, but no, it's going to be great, some great drama to see how she handles this. Um, we did not see her ship though. Right, so as we said, yeah, probably the Defiant. I think that yeah, if it was her ship, if if it wasn't a big deal, we'd see it. But... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it was now. Here's a question: Do you think that the Emperor is seeing through mm. Burnham's excuses? Oh no, I went down there because I was trying to capture them and not destroy them. No, absolutely not. I don't think so. No, no. Okay. I mean, even, you know, don't you bow to your emperor? If you notice, they saluted her differently, too. Oh, they didn't than, the usual, than the usual salute. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, what did you think about her costume? I thought it was a little Rita Repulsa. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I, I didn't necessarily think that, but, uh, it, I thought it was, uh, let's put it this way. I, I looked at her costume and I thought to myself, and I thought to myself, there are going to be some pretty awesome cosplays coming out of this, I think. But uh, I, it, it, it was very over the top. And she had a samurai sword. You notice that? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah, no. she was like a samurai sword yeah. attached to her side, yeah. uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I, I thought it was cool, but for the mirror universe, it was exactly what I would expect. It's not what I would expect. Yeah. Because I expected half shirts. Exclusively, yeah, but this is the emperor. That's well, Sasato had a half shirt when she was emperor, but she had just become. She emperor. just she just declared herself emperor. She That's wasn't, true. you know, she wasn't given, you know. Did she wear that? Was it passed down? Yeah, there were no half shirts in this universe. No, they've given up on the half shirt. Although they have them again when later in a, just a few short years when Kirk and crew go over. But uh, you know. Look, they probably went through the Defiant Files and saw what they were wearing. We're like, let's wear this. Yeah. Well, it's good. Um, I think, actually, I mean, <laughs> honestly, the reasoning probably for the half shirts was that they had the costumes laying around. It's pretty simple. Just cut out the midriff. Well, exactly. And yeah. then put yeah. a different patch on it. And here they have more of a budget for costumes. Right. Going all so like the costumes are great, I have to say. Um, particularly really Burnham yep. and um, Tilly. I love these new... And again, I don't cosplay. I've never gotten into cosplay, but I can... I can see some amazing, like, you know, whether it's Comic-Con or just a truck mission, there are going to be some amazing people dressed up like this, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a huge leap to me when they showed it was Giorgio. I was like, I remember she showed up and I was like, yes! But I was like, I knew it was going to be her. 
Yeah. It just it, it would it didn't make any sense to me if it it would make no sense to me if it wasn't. It just who wouldn't be? Yes. But I really think the payoff here is going to be Yeah. Burnham's reaction and her inability to deal with it. Yeah, I mean it's gonna and it makes sense. It's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big test for Burnham because she just still is still dealing with that. And this is gonna be yeah, it's there's definitely gonna be some ma- some huge character growth coming out of this. Yeah, I she's think. surprisingly unable to compartmentalize her emotions for someone that was raised Klingon. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, someone that was raised Vulcan. Raised Vulcan. Well, I mean, to <laughs> you know me, I'm in this encyclopedia. I mean, Tuvok mentions on Voyager the that repressing your emotions is a lifelong process. Right. It's so it's, it's like she would still have to be certainly, and she's not doing that. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. But no, we were hoping last week that, and I and I didn't th- I didn't think it was going to happen. We were hoping that the uh, emperor would be somebody from Enterprise. Well, you know me; I'm just hoping for somebody well, from Enterprise to show up on the we, show. Well, we both are. I mean, Enterprise is a good show, and, it's and just, not just the torture chamber invented by. No, but remember I said last week, I'm like, oh look, it's Emperor Malcolm Reed, and right, he's 148 years old. Yes. Oh. We haven't talked about this, but speaking of Malcolm's torture chambers, Lork is not looking good. No. He's looking, he's suffering from his, this is much worse than what he dealt with with the Klingons. Yeah. Because he is just, seems like uh, shaky and I'm, stuttery and... I'm really casting doubt, because there was a leading, there was a theory a while back that Lorca, this was Lorca, Lorca from the Mirror Universe. Yes. I don't think... It seemed like a bit of a leap anyway, but mm-hmm. if he was, I feel like he'd be right at home. Right. I think that if he was, then once he got there, he, he would have... keep the charade up. I don't know. He would have sprung into action and, okay, I'm back. Now I'm going to get my ship or continue my mission or something. Yeah. But there's none of that. He, no. He immediately put himself into he only had, a bad situation. He only situation. had like two scenes in this episode. He wasn't, he wasn't in it that much. He was in the torture box yeah. the whole time. Created, created by Malcolm Reed and uh, yep, Dr. There's Fox. Our, Enterprise. Which I told, which by the way, I completely forgot about that they created the. Uh, oh yes, the, the uh, agon- the um, yeah, yeah. Was, so I was like, all oh, right, because that's how the episode begins. Yeah, he's not looking good, and he's just yeah. I'm I'm. I'd be surprised if he fully recovers. I mean, I don't know yeah. what what's. I know Starfleet can treat physical things. I don't know how they can treat PTSD if they well, can wave the one of those tricoders. I, I hate to say it, not tricoders, but the thing that fixes the tricoders. The wait, what the. You know, um, the thing that fixes people when they're... The dermal injured. regenerator? Yes. Yes. I wonder if they can regenerate, oh, sure, you know, yeah. brain cells that have been affected by traumatic experiences. Because the main character of this show is not a captain. Mm-hmm. Well, she is now. Right. But officially. Um, I see Lorca as potentially being expendable. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to die... I would not put it past them to kill him off in this universe somehow. Or just at some point. I hope not, because... It'd be a first for a Trek show to kill off your captain. I really, though, I want to see the payoff of him being removed from command still. Because I know... Yeah, I have there's, a feeling there's still be some unresolved issues there. Yeah. This is his attempt to oh, escape so, that. Oh, that's the thing. There you go. So he could either be killed off, or be... Relieved to command. Removed from office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, maybe. Under the 25th Amendment, right? Uh, 
<laughs> I'll start for you. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, that could be the case, too. And Saru could move up. Oh, Saru would be next, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, but no, he's he's not looking good. It's not a good idea. I was a little... Really? You don't think so? I don't think he's okay. Well... What about that scene where he's trying to... Yeah, you know, he's trying to a, emulate the priest. Yeah, I mean, is that is that not a precursor, you think? Could that be a precursor? Yeah, but he wasn't very good at it, if we remember correctly. Yeah, but that was like nine episodes ago. It was probably five days in Discovery. Maybe. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, it's, it's a whole other universe ago. Um... Yeah, he's not looking good. I was a little worried. Like, he's just, you know, he doesn't... You can tell he's just not liking where he is and just... <laughs> he's in oh, a yeah. device that is designed to well, torture I'm just saying, you like, constantly. <laughs> yes, he doesn't like where he is. An but again, it only, to me, proves that this is not Mirror Lorca. I mean, if it is, he's doing a great job of hiding it. But why would he hide it now that he's back? Unless he has a long game to become... Oh... Could you imagine if at some point he just springs something and kills Giorgio and makes himself emperor and then Burnham's left standing there like, what is happening? That's just a wild speculation. It's a we wild usually spe- don't deal with wild, wild speculation It's here, a but... wild speculation. I question it happening again only because of what happened with Tyler. Mm. And what, we lose somebody else? Like, we lose somebody else to the quote-unquote dark side? Well, in different were. ways, different ways, but still, I mean, because he's he's he would that would make him a dark side denizen from the beginning. Yeah. And where is Discovery going? Is Discovery just hanging out? Like, yeah, right. It seemed like Tilly wasn't up to much. Yeah. <laughs> or she's playing it off. Which well. reminds me, by the way, there's one other point we should discuss the 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 Stamets thing. Oh yes. So uh, that was a little odd. In the forest and all that. In the forest, yeah. Woods. We thought, I mean, we thought that she killed him. I mean, I don't think, I didn't think he... Oh, when she tries to repair him. Repair yes. him. And yes. you you mentioned it earlier with the, you know, looking for his personality. But it's a good idea. It's a good idea. But then you see, so we get we get a glimpse of the evil, uh, or the mirror universe version of Stamets in his, in the forest, as it were. But mm. it's like, what, I forget what he says. He says something a little odd. Yeah, I don't know that it's, it's the evil Mirror Universe version. It's just the kind of cryptic... Well, he had the uniform on. Well, it's the cryptic strange... Yeah. He's just, you know, saying things that are what if, cryptic. What if, like, that personality is who they bring back? Oh, okay. That could be. When he was saying Woods, I thought he was talking about the planet with the, the forest planet at first. No, no, no. But the, 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 the we don't know. He's just saying... Mushrooms. But, because they're using the mycelial, or the mushrooms to, to like, you know, his personality is in the, what is it, in the mycelial web someplace? Mm. Was it the web she said? I don't remember what she said. But she's like, it's in there somewhere, we can use it to get it back. Right. And what if they, and because he's like, what does he say at the end of that episode, before they warp into the universe, it's like so many, so many permutations. So oh, yeah, like that. right. Which I assume that he meant... You know, that theory that there are infinite universes for yeah. every possibility. So what if she... Because he's back to life in some form. But what if that's who she pulls back? She pulls back the... The cryptic weird one that's speaking in... I don't know what that would mean for the Stamets of that universe, though. Right. But I'm assuming he's somewhere in the Mycelia network, so they... Could they? I, I don't know. Switch places? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, sure. In other mycelium, a, would they a, be? I'm doing a switcheroo motion with, with his my hands. hands, so with my hands no one can see. 
No offense. And does it work that way that they could just put him in there and say, okay, mycelial web, can we have his personality back? And they could put it back. It doesn't seem like it would work that way. Well, I mean, that's how they got into the movie universe in the first place. The mycelial network using the spore drive. So. Right. But I don't know that if his personality is diffused into the mycelial web, that does anybody get it back? Wouldn't make sense. It's a big web. It's a big web. Apparently, it covers everything. Uh, I don't know. Potentially. Mm, things to look for. There's... Yeah, there's so much going on. You think the doctor's really dead? Uh, I think... Yes. But I think we'll see him in this universe. Mm. Somewhere. But it's like... You have to also account for them being on the other discovery too like who is on the discovery and who isn't right because right. it could be a totally different crew i mean saru makes sense because he was originally on the shenzhou in the other universe but we haven't seen anybody else right who should be on discovery right well, well we saw work is not on discovery the redhead but she also was a, was originally a shenzhou we've seen the original shenzhou crew who's the redhead the, with the metal thing in her Oh, she had the metal thing in her But she doesn't have a metal thing in the other one. Right, because yeah. the... She has red hair? Yeah. Oh. Um, she's the one who's... Yeah, she's... She's the one I keep wanting to part. have lines and... Yeah. Doesn't really. But we haven't seen any of the Discovery crew, short of Stamets. Every, everybody else we've seen has been on the Shenzhou. Oh, point. I see. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So we've seen the mirror versions of the Shenzhou crew, but none of the... Discovery crew. I mean, yeah, I guess you could count Sarubic because he eventually winds up on Discovery. Yes. But, and even the chick with the metal on her head. Yeah. I, I got, I'm going to remember her name by the next I, episode. I looked it up once. Second. I remembered it for one episode and then I forgot. Yeah. Um, but but that's... I, I want to see what's going on with the... Like I said, I want to see what's going on with the evil... The Mirror Universe Discovery. Mirror Discovery. Yeah. I don't think we'll see it. Only because... We'll see the maybe the aftermath when Discovery goes back. But this show has not really left certain points of view. It's I been still, like the Klingon point of view, Michael's point of view, I Lorca's think, point of view. I still think we're going to get a teaser. Ash's point of view, and that's been it. I still think we're going to get fooled in a teaser and think it's going to be a discovery, and then it turns out it's the other discovery. Hmm. Yeah. Well, to that front, I would go to sort of odds and ends, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am, when we saw the Shenzhou, yep. it said USS, USS Shenzhou. I didn't notice that. I have to go back and look at that. Which I... What else said that about the Defiant, too? Huh. On the diagram. Because when I looked at... But remember, they went through all that trouble to change the Discovery. So it said ISS Discovery. But then the Shenzhou's still the USS. I was surprised at that. I have to look at that. I don't think that would be a mistake on the part of the... Special effects mistake. No, that's a big mistake. I'd have to go back and look. Mm. Um, One last observation about the uh, Defiant... Assuming that's the ship that the Emperor has. When they were bombarding the planet, you know, they were probably maybe blowing up like cities or something like that. Mm. And that speaks to uh, Sato's last line in the Mirandaki when the final was hovering, was orbiting Earth. She says, I'm going to begin targeting your cities. It's almost like, oh, they're doing this. They're doing what she said she was threatening to do. We know it's not the same planet, but. Yeah, yeah. targeting the cities, taking out the 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 rebels. Yeah, just all I ask is just show me show me that ship, and if you can't, at least name drop the crew of uh, the dear old lost NX01. Even though it's the uh, even though it's the mirror universe versions of them, still yeah. it's just as good as the but prime if time one. the Defiant is still in operation, 
There's no reason the NXL1 wouldn't still be in operation. It was destroyed. Oh. <laughs> that's a very good reason that the NXL1... That's, why they were, that's why, how they went up in the fight. Because yeah, the, that's right. it was destroyed. But, I would love to see sort of... I want to see the Tholians. Yeah? I would love to see the Tholians this time. Be because I'd love to see what Discovery could do with them. Right. In terms of how they were designed. I mean, Enterprise was the first series to kind of show what they look like below the head. Mm-hmm. They turn out they're like more of like an arachnid type species. Yeah. But they were they were they are the ones that brought the Defiant into the mirror universe in the first place. Right. So they understand how all this works. Right. And they're the ones whose so information like, they have whose technique they have to mimic and if well, they want to get back. So if you watched you said you only watched, you try you watched one of them. What did you say about After Trek? I tried it. I tried it. You tried it. Matt Mira. So, I know. Uh, and I used to listen to the Nerdist podcast where he was a guest or, or so, a co-host, but yeah, like Matt Mira. They always show a short clip of next week. And they did show a clip this week of them having the data and reading it off. And a lot of it... Wait, data's in it? No, the data of the... <sighs> Mirror data. Yeah, data's from uh, Star Trek lore. Um... Data's brother's name is Lord, so yeah. Oh, that's punful. Huh? Punful. Uh, it shows them looking at the data, and a lot of it is... Fra- like, a lot of it is purposely masked out. Fragmented. Data? I at- hardly knew her! <sighs> that was Data trying to be a comedian. That was my impersonation. Yeah. But You definitely weren't. Um, <laughs> We're getting tired and punchy now. Look. So punchy. Can I finish my thought? I don't know. <laughs> Just shut up for a second. So Lorca's is looking at the information from the computer files, <laughs> and uh, a lot of it is sort of black blacked out. So a lot of like crucial information is not visible. And he mentions they have to go to the. He's like, no doubt the palace of the emperor has all this information. Whoa. Where's what? Palace. I'm like. Give me the fucking Defiant, will you? Let me see the damn <laughs> ship. Yeah. The palace? Where's the palace going to be? Oh, that's exciting. we to go to Earth. We've never seen Earth. In the we don't universe. know. What it, yeah. it would be fun to see. I'd be curious to see what Earth society is like in that universe. It's probably... Like, is everybody savage to, to each other? Well, what have we seen fascism at work on Earth? The, the Nazis? The, We've only seen... Uh, in Italy... We've only seen Earth briefly in the opening of Animera Darkly. They show what they show the alternate version of uh, First Contact, which is great. That was really fun. <laughs> that was, was really fantastic. Fun. Um, although it makes me wonder how they were able to rise to power so quickly off that one <laughs> Vulcan ship. That's like you know, but that's a yeah, you know, that's different. But um, so we'll see. I I'm curious what the goal is for next week. I mean, we only have four episodes left. Oh, yeah, fifteen episodes this season. We only have four left. That's too bad. Yeah, it's going way too fast. Yeah. Um. You know, we will obviously review the season when it's over with. But yes, right now, for me, this feels like the best first season of any Trek show I've seen because so much has happened. Right. Well, certainly Trek shows are notorious for their uh, 
rough first season. Save for the original series. Like, yes. We just hit the ground running. Enterprise was okay. Enterprise, yeah. I mean, it was okay. I, yeah, I liked yeah. the first season of Enterprise. Uh, you know, you, you watch the first season of Enterprise and you just look at it. I look at it anyway and I can just, I can just tell the writers are enjoying the freedom they have. Yeah. With it. And it's just, I don't know. I think there was this realization that, you know, with TV, you can't just crap out 20 episodes for your first season and expect that it's going to stick around. That, that first sort of season died has, a long has, time has ago. 20, 26 episodes, yeah. Right, whereas, you know, first season of Next Generation, that's a real stinkers. First season of Deep Space Nine, it's a real stinkers. I'm looking to come along home. When you look at, you know, say the first season of Enterprise, the number of bad episodes, if you take them all out, I mean, it's, you know, it's anybody's opinion as to how good or bad the show was but mm. from my opinion there's only a handful everything else it's all watchable but once you take out the number of like really bad episodes in that first season in my opinion you're left with the amount of episodes there are in discovery's first season oh from enterprise yeah because enterprise has, Maybe has a full has a full season yes it's like 26 well that episodes. was yeah that's a full season from the heyday of television it's amazing yes, to think how DS9 and Voyager premiered mid-season, so they don't have full. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we will see. So yeah, I mean, I'm very curious where they're going to go uh, next week, and how you know are they going to be in there for the rest of the season? I mean, who knows? They may get the plans next week, and then they figure it out and they get the hell out of it. Right. I, I that's sort of what I expect because as I've said. Every time I think this show settles into a groove that it's going to still to stay in, then yeah. something else happens a few episodes later. So, um, yeah, I don't expect that they'll stay here for the whole rest of the season. No. And I like that that's how it is. Yeah. As we're used to in Trek shows, it's sort of, there's the one concept and that's the whole series. Right. And, and just to one final sort of question on this and then we'll wrap this up. But do you kind of feel like, because I was thinking about this a few days ago. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that they're in the mirror universe, right? And I've had this conversation with with other people. I may have had it with you off the air. I don't know. Do you feel like they went, they've gone to the mirror universe a little too early in the show? It's sort of like we barely know the characters as it is, and now we're already kind of getting treated to the evil, their evil counterparts. Like, do you feel like it's no? Because no? we're not really getting the evil counterparts of the people we know. We're getting. The absence of the evil counterparts. Well, I mean, we had Sarek, we had Saru. I mean, you want to call him evil? Oh, Sarek's not evil. Saru's a slave. Right. I think that they're using it very differently than yeah. it's ever been used before. In the past, it's been, you know these characters, you love these characters. Wouldn't it be crazy to see them evil? I feel right. like that's been more been the, the gimmick, yep. if you will. And now here, it's more about... Um, it's more about exploring the characters. And how they're reacting to the situation rather than just right. the kind of f- almost fun of the, you know, go team evil side. Yeah, that's a good point. And even on Deep Space Nine, yes. I mean, they, the Mirror episodes got a little silly at points. They kind of for fun. Yeah, I mean, they they went there in the second season, but we hadn't been there since the original series. Because Next Generation didn't ever win in there and Voyager eventually never did either. So it was strictly for that, you know original series in DS9 and eventually Enterprise, but obviously it wasn't on the air yet. But right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I don't mind because they're using it in a, an interesting way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, granted we haven't, yeah, you're right. I mean, we haven't seen the evil versions of the Discovery crew just yet, but they have to act like them. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but there, we don't see a lot of that. I mean, Burnham's really bad at it. If Tilly's doing it, we're not seeing it. Mm. 
and uh, Lorca's just sitting well, in a torture doing, tube. She's doing it when she's not on the when she's not doing it when she isn't on the bridge. So, right. Um, all right. I'll I'll, uh, I'll settle for that one. I guess. All right. Yeah. And on that note, let's close this episode of In Discovery We Trust, a Star Trek podcast. And please, please tweet us uh, any questions. Any um. Oh, hang on a second. A question may have just come in. Ah. Also, if you're still listening at this point, give us a review. No, no, okay. Like no, it was just a liked comment. You're still here. Um, You've listened to us even when we got tired and punchy. So, yes, that will do it for this week of In Discovery We Trust, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. We will return next week to review the, or to talk about the episode whose name I don't know yet. But we do know the number. Twelve. Twelve. So, again, find us on Facebook, send us a tweet, and please, God, you know, send review. us, review us something. He wants the emails. Kevin wants the emails. I, I want like, the reviews. I, okay. Well, they can send a review via email. That's fine. No, no, no. They have to review it on the site. I will put it on the site and say. No, you can't. All right. Ignore everything Kevin just said. Review us on In Discovery We Trust. the podcast app uh, for Apple or... Are you saying on our we- on our actual website? No, no, no. Review us on on Apple or like any- the Apple Podcast right. app or okay. Castbox or Stitcher or any of those types of things because that's okay. gonna sh- then when people search to Star Trek Discovery podcast, you know, we'll we'll pop up more if we get more. I don't know how it works. I'm not an algorithm person, but you know, I'm gonna assume. Yeah, you know what happens. That's how it works. You know what no, we're just rambling now. You, you Thanks. Know, you know what happens when you assume. All right. I'm right half the time. See you all next week.